Hi, my name's Edie. I'm 16. I'm a junior in high school. I'm Chinese American. I'm an introvert. I'm a dancer. I do theater. I could go on, but to save you some time, I won't. All I'm saying is that everyone has a unique set of attributes from which an individual voice emerges. So, with that, welcome to my podcast, Voices. Here we talk about a lot of things, but what's important is that everyone who shares uses their voice to discuss the topic at hand. Part of being human is discovering your voice, but it's also about learning the voices of others. This week, I have my very first guest with me. It's none other than my best friend, Maeve Crowley. I'm excited to hear from her and hear everything that she has to say. Hi, my name is Maeve. I'm a junior in high school. I'm a dancer, soccer player, and skier. I enjoy being outside and also being in my room. My family and friends are extremely important to me, along with my dog. I wanted to be on this podcast because one, I love supporting my best friend, and two, because I feel that now more than ever, we need to listen to each other's thoughts and ideas. Especially now, people are reaching out to hear how others are doing, and I think having a podcast really helps connect people in this time of social distancing and quarantine. One thing that defines Maeve is that she has type 1 diabetes. She was diagnosed in 2014, and it flipped her life upside down. So what was your initial reaction? How did you deal with having diabetes as a sixth grader? Um, And is there anything you would change? My initial reaction was kind of hopeful, which sounds a little weird, but I had seen so many people, like family friends who had dealt with it and were doing great on their own. So I was pretty hopeful with like my own thing. And for dealing with it as a sixth grader, I kind of first leaned on my parents and friends and nurses to help me, but I quickly became independent with myself, just kind of giving myself insulin and doing that all on my own. And I don't think I would change anything just because it's made me a much stronger person and it's really who I am today. It's one of the biggest parts of me, so I don't think I'd change anything about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and what did you have to give up because of um, having diabetes? Um, a major thing that I thought of was giving up like my normal lifestyle. So, you know, what I thought of normal as just like waking up and going downstairs and eating breakfast what ha- was totally changed with that. So I had to create a whole new normal. So instead of just waking up and starting my day, I had to wake up and make sure my blood sugar is good and give myself insulin. So I really just have to be much more focused on what my body needs. Mm-hmm. Um, and how do you think diabetes has shaped the person you've become? Like what has it taught you over the years? Um, well, one of the major things about the diabetic community is that there are so many ways to connect with people and meet them like through different events and like camps and even at the doctor's office. So really just being able to meet more people and hearing how they deal with this disease has really shaped me in my ideas. And it's taught me to always be strong because there are days that I don't want to deal with it at all. But, you know, you have to deal with it. So I just always Mm -hmm. have to be strong and just keep moving. Yeah. What would you tell others who are diagnosed with T1D, especially like younger kids who are close to the same age that you are? Um, I think really that it's hard. And 
I know that a lot of times people don't make it out to be hard, but it is hard and they need to realize that, but you get used to it. You find a rhythm and it's, it's just kind of, it becomes a part of you. So although it is very hard and taxing, you will find a rhythm with it. And what advice would you give to your younger self? Probably to breathe. I was just a very, I was hopeful about it, like I said earlier, but it was also overwhelming. It kind of came all at once. Like Mm -hmm. when I was first in the hospital, they just kind of shoved all this information at me and they were like, okay, here's what you need to do. When this happens, this happens, this happens. And I really just didn't get all of it. And I've had to figure it out as I go. So I think the main thing is just to breathe. Mm -hmm. And like, were you scared at first? Like, obviously, being diagnosed with diabetes is extremely scary. But was it like, I don't know, like scary to like your reaction and then seeing other people's reactions and just like having everything happen all at once? I think the scarier part was probably other people's reactions. Just because like, when I first had it, I was just so tired and out of it that I didn't really really think about it so I was just kind of like okay I have this now but it was really seeing what happened like when I first went to the hospital I had to after they figured out that I had diabetes I had to be immediately hooked up to IVs and it was just it was pretty scary seeing how serious this took how Mm -hmm. like such a serious turn it had taken and just like how serious all the doctors were then when they were explaining what I needed to do and the effects of this disease. Um, and this is the last question on diabetes, and it's kind of a loaded question, but do you ever wish you didn't have diabetes? Like, um, obviously it changed your life in so, so, so many ways, good and bad, but um, is what you've learned from it and the person you've become worth trading? Um, I don't think I wish I didn't have it. I'm I'm really, I guess happy wouldn't be the word, but like having it, I've been able to really grow into a strong person. And like I said earlier, meet so many people. And also I've been able to educate other people. Like I used to do the, I used to do understanding our differences and I'd go into elementary schools and like explain what this thing was and how I dealt with it. So it's really shaped me and who I am, and I don't think I'd trade that. Thank you for sharing that part of your life with us. Being able to see you every day, well, not right now, but um, being able to see what having diabetes has taught you is truly incredible. So changing the topic a lot, we're jumping right into a loaded topic, which is mental health. Um, It's something we've both talked a lot about with each other and with others. Um, And I'd say we're both very open about talking about mental health and we're not going to overshare our personal mental health struggles or anything. But some of what we say is going to come from our personal experience with mental health. Um, So first of all, why don't you tell me a bit about your understanding of mental health? Um, I really think that mental health depends on the person. I think it depends on how the person deals with things and also what goes on in their home life and like their own brain you know there are some people who have like chronic depression and are always living with it and there's some people who also just go through depressive episodes so but also there are so many other things of mental health that people deal with so I really think it's depending dependent on the person Mm -hmm. Um, and why do you think it's important to talk about I think that people really need to know that they're not alone 
fighting in their head because sometimes it just it gets really hard being alone and like dealing with your thoughts but when people talk about it and they don't you know shut it out and make it like a taboo topic it really helps people come to terms and maybe if they need it go and get help Mm -hmm. um and in the past like when we were in middle school um I had trouble talking to my parents about my mental health because I don't know I was worried that they wouldn't understand or they wouldn't take it seriously um and do you think people take it seriously enough or if they don't what do you think should be changed Um, Yeah, I've had the same situations, but I think people don't really take it seriously enough. I think that people kind of make light of it. Like, I know there are still jokes that go around where people are like, they'll be having a bad day or they'll be sad and they'll be like, oh my God, I'm so depressed. And like, people aren't just taking it seriously enough because mental health is like, it really affects people negatively sometimes. So I think one thing that could really be changed is teaching it more widely because I know we only have it like for one or two units in health class like a few times maybe but I think teaching it maybe having like a day like I know that our school has anti-bias days so like teaching it having a day like that and also teaching it at a younger age just because I don't really remember learning about mental health in like sixth grade we really focused on physical health But I think if we learned it then, we wouldn't have to deal with this as much. And I think learning it at a younger age, you can learn, like, when you're younger that it's good to open up to people. Like, I feel like a lot of, um, when you're going through all the changes that middle school brings, like, if you're not learning that you should be, like, sharing or reaching out if you need to, then it just becomes that much harder to do it when you get to high school. Yeah, definitely. Um. Okay, so I know I'm a talker. I like to blow off steam or just get things off of my mind by talking about them. Um, And I have lots of outlets and people to talk to, and I utilize them all the time. And when I don't have people to talk to, or if it's something more private, I'll write it down in a journal. But I can never really keep things up there in my mind. Um, But how do you take care of your mental health? Like, what is an important outlet for you? I mean, I also like to talk. I talk to... Um, you know, pretty much anyone who I feel comfortable with and like comfortable who I know will listen to me and understand. And I also cry. I really, I think that is, although it's not talked about a lot, I think it's a great way to get things out just because sometimes you can just like bottle things up so much and you feel so much that once you let it out, you feel so much better. Mm-hmm. And also, like, crying has such a stigma around it, like, oh, if you cry, like, you're a baby or things like that, but I don't know, I just think I agree with you, crying is just the perfect way to, like, just, you know, like, vent with yourself, kind of, like, if you have something in your head, it just, like, is a perfect way to get it out, and I think it needs to be destigmatized. but that's a whole, a whole other thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, um, you recently started therapy, um, which is an outlet that a lot of people use. Um, and I'm just curious, why did you want, feel like you wanted to start? Um, so yeah, I started like December of 2019, I think December, or January. And I, for a few months before that, I had really been just not feeling like myself. You know, I am normally a very energetic and happy person. And just in the months previous to that, I had noticed that I just hadn't really been myself. I hadn't been as 
happy and energetic and I just had been feeling off. So I started to talk to my guidance counselor and, you know, people around and I just wanted to talk and my guidance counselor recommended talking to someone like a therapist. And eventually after a lot of time contemplating and like having, I guess, talks with myself, I finally told my parents that I just wasn't feeling great and I found a therapist and we started meeting. Um, And why do you think people should have therapy as an outlet? Like what have you benefited from it? I think if you are comfortable with it, I think talking with someone who isn't connected to your life is really important because, I mean, you can talk to guidance counselors and teachers and friends all day long and it's great, but also like this is someone who knows you and just you and it's not like a parent or a friend who knows everything about your life so they can really help like just talk about situations mm-hmm. um and you mentioned earlier that you think mental health should be taught in schools at a younger age um, and I remember in middle school we first started learning about mental health in our health class but they really only told us about mental health disorders or that's all i remember from it. I remember learning about um, things like anxiety and depression, OCD, ADHD, things like that, but never personal mental health. Um, Did you notice that too? Or do you ever wish we learned about it more when we were younger? Yeah, I definitely noticed that we only really talked about the big ones. And I think that people need to learn more than just like the signs of depression or something like that. I think that people need to learn that like it's okay to have bad mental health days. And also, I think one thing that would really help like teaching younger kids would be to talk about things that they can do to kind of help themselves. And like you said, personal mental health, like it's not always going to be depression or anxiety, but you may be feeling anxious about something and like how you could deal with that. For sure. Yeah. Um, And do you remember anything about the mental health curriculum um, in ninth grade? Like, do you think that our high school does a good job with mental health education? Um, I actually don't remember much, but I think that we could definitely have more of a curriculum built around it because um, I know that lots and lots of teachers really care about mental health. Like Mm -hmm. teachers understand if you go to them and explain that you just haven't been feeling great and you couldn't do the homework. There are a lot of teachers who will be like, yeah, of course, like if you need any help, I'm here to help. But I don't think we really have a curriculum built around talking about that and what you can do for your mental health. Yeah. And I think one of the biggest things like that they need to improve in the curriculum is destigmatizing mental health. Cause even now, like with all this open communication about it, there are so many people that like have this mindset that if you have bad mental health or cry a lot, that like you're weak or something, which is just so, it's so stupid. And I think that if it was taught in schools in middle school and in high school in the curriculum, that it would just benefit everybody. But you know, yeah, big I think it's, Yeah, I think that people really need to understand that, like, having, like, not the best personal mental health doesn't make you weak. Mm -hmm. Um, And so recently, our normal life has been compromised, obviously, but with all of the self-isolation and social distancing, it's hard for some people to deal with their own mental health. 
Um, it's very lonely and isolating to spend all day inside by yourself. Like if people no longer have access to their normal outlets, it's that much harder to take care of their mental health. Um, and what do you think about the whole situation? Um, well, obviously this is all really new. We've never done this before. And also it's very scary for a lot of people. And especially the people who rely on school support systems so like people who talk to the guidance counselors a lot and I know our school is doing things to help those people like I had a meeting with my guidance counselor earlier this week just to talk and to tell her how I've been feeling and people are still video chatting with therapists and stuff like that but I think it's really hard to be inside all the time because I know especially for me friends make my mental health a lot better I just feel a lot more comfortable and happier and it's it's really hard to get that same connection over video chat so um and on a related note what do you think people should be doing now to take care of their mental health um and like naturally it varies from person to person but what are some tips or suggestions that you have that have worked for you um i think one of the biggest things is just reaching out like i think people need to reach out to their friends and family and just talk and know that my mom talked to her sister like three times this week and they normally don't really talk on the phone. So I think this whole situation is really bringing people together. And I think that checking in on people is one of the biggest things. And also trying to keep a normal schedule. Like I know for me, it's been really hard to keep a normal schedule just because um, like I woke up really late today, but I've been trying to keep a schedule just because it makes me feel a lot better. So I think that's one thing that if people really like the structure that school gives them, then they should try and like enforce their own structure. Mm -hmm. um, and one thing that I've noticed has been working for me is like going on walks, um, sometimes with my family, mm -hmm. sometimes by myself. It's just like a good way for me to like clear my head or even just like getting outside. Like the weather now is um, getting a lot warmer and sunny and um, it is easy to go outside and sometimes walking is a little bit tricky if there's a lot of people because we're social distancing, but um, I don't know, going on walks by myself has have just allowed me to like get out of my house, change the scenery a little bit and just like kind of be with my thoughts. And for some people in their mental health, like that's not something that they're interested in, but I don't know, it's something that's worked for me. Yeah, definitely. I'd also like to say that no one is alone in this. Yes, we're apart from each other, but as cheesy as this sounds, we're in this together, which is why it's so important to reach out to your friends and family during this time to remind yourself that everyone who matters to you is still there for you. It might feel lonely, but it doesn't have to. And on a final note here, I'd just like to say that as 16-year-olds in this day and age, we're very comfortable talking about mental health um, just because of the society we were raised in and um, the one we live in now. Um, society is forever changing and now more than ever mental health is being openly talked about and embraced um, especially among younger people um, and I think it's great how supportive most people are especially at our school and in our community and like in just our friend group um, about mental health issues and I know it can only grow from here. Thank you so much for tuning in again to week two of Voices, and thank you for all the support on the first one. I hope everyone is hanging in there. The world is an uncertain place right now, and it's easy to lose yourself in it. If you need anything, don't hesitate to reach out to someone you trust, just to check in. 
And as always, if you want to be featured in a future episode, get in touch with me. As we enter week number... Ah, who am I kidding? No one knows anymore. Anyway, I hope that in these next few weeks you all stay healthy and stay safe.